0: takes a lot of effort to open a can of beer. Apparently. Welcome to Beer and Backfire. Jordan, what you drinking?
1: Uh, I have a Richmond lager at Hardywood. You sure do. Because it's it's beer. Would you like one? Sure. Let's do it. There we go. Oh, that was good. That was crisp. That was a really yeah. good one. That was crisp. Cuts yeah. a, just
0: a little bit of room reverb in here. So let's talk about who the mystery voice is and where we are, Jordan.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody, this is Paul. Say hi, Paul.
0: Hello, everybody. That's that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> the,
1: and.
0: Oh, oh my God. God Steve got the right one. <laughs>
1: First try.
0: Incredible. Paul Innskeep. Journeyman, fabricator, race guy, car driver, drifter, track driver, all all of the above. Tell us about yourself.
2: What is it? The uh, Mastery. Uh, Jack of all it? trades. Jack of all
0: trades. Mastery of none. Yeah. That, that is me in a nutshell. Except he's pretty good at a few things. Yeah. Ah. I think that's a. That's a sliding scale. How many the people have
1: put a Mark 7 subframe in a Mark II?
2: Well, it's not done yet. I mean, it's in. I'm <laughs> it is at in. The, it. Yeah, it's there. It's physically attached to the car. Yeah, I, I think. I think you know what's funny about that car, and maybe do we want to go right down the road of, of that car? It's an, I mean, it's a nice icebreaker.
1: I was gonna say, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, okay. like how you, a little bit of your background, how you got into cars. Uh, it's smart. Kind of
2: yeah. So I started out as a farmer growing up. And as a farmer, when you break stuff, there's nobody around to help you fix it except for yourself. You learn to weld very, very young. I, I have think heard I this. Started, yeah. I think I started when I was 11. And for the first 10 years, I just did everything wrong. So I've got maybe 25 years of experience welding, but I can tell you I did 10 years of it. 15 wrong. years of good welding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that, you know, that as you go through... Middle school, you know, welding, fabricating, which is really, my, I would say, my true passion. You know, cars are okay, but welding and building stuff and especially building interesting stuff for the track is just way more fun than being the fastest guy. I've never been the fastest guy. I'll never intend to be the fastest guy. I don't have time and money for that, right? It,
1: it feels good when people come through the paddock, like even like the really fast guys come through the paddock and they're like, whoa, what the heck is that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which happens to Jordan a lot, I must say. A lot more than me. Which is the f- interesting car. That's, like,
1: that's the whole reason I'm driving this thing, really. It's so cool. Yeah. It's still cool to me, honestly.
2: Yeah. So because fabrication is kind of my passion, it led me down that road. Once I got into high school and into college years, I'm like, hey, you know, I really want to drive more and went to VCU. Uh, my brother actually dragged me out to an autocross, a VMSC event, where I met Justin for the first time, and he had just finished his K20 uh, Civic, the one Matt has now. And I rode in that, and I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is a really cool sport. Um, and, you know, Justin and I kind of clicked very early on, right? Because Roughly we
1: what kind of time frame was this? This
2: is 2009.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I think I Something met you for like the first that. time at a VMSC autocross event. Yeah. And I, I started in, like, 2009-ish, so that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think you had the MR2 at that time, right? Yeah, I, do
1: I still have that. it. It just doesn't run. Yeah, is that's it, that's it, the one the K20 needs. Is, we'll is it bad
0: that. of me to point out that that's 15 years ago? Oh, no. i know, I know. It, uh, it feels like it to me. i honest.
1: saw a post today that said facebook turned 20 yesterday <laughs> or today
0: yeah. yeah remember when it was college only facebook uh, oh yeah, yeah it was in 05 when i i'm pretty sure that's when i joined yeah i think i was when in 06 like or 07 yeah because it went public 20 years ago
2: all right was it generated was it it was, uh, it
1: was the created. post i saw i think it was created 20 it was years created. ago it was the facebook the still facebook. okay yeah. wow um we're,
0: we're getting there.
2: Yeah. So let's say that was either 9 or t- I don't know. I, grad- I graduated college in 10. Okay. And I did not have...
1: Did you go to college for engineering?
2: I did. Mechanical engineering, BCU. Um, It's one of the, you know, at that time, it's one of the first classes going through there. So it was a natural fit because of the fabrication. I'll get back to the story. But basically, I went to an autocross at some point between 2007 and 2010. <laughs> Met Justin. Uh, really liked his car. I think I'd already had this Volkswagen because my brother had a 240. Uh, he had started doing drift events in around uh, 08, 09, something like that. And I kind of wanted to partake in the motorsport. And we both knew how to fabricate some and build stuff. And dad was nice enough to give us literally a section of shop or a section of the barn, actually. It was about 30 f- feet wide and I would say 60 feet long. So That's we could stack space. three cars. Is. Uh, the ceiling was really low, especially on the low side of the shop. Uh, so no opportunity for a lift or anything like that. But we were able to do everything off floor jacks and that that car there I bought I'm gonna say somewhere around dirt floor. Uh, it was concrete. Oh, okay, it was that actually a nice. polished concrete. Yeah, nice. nice. It was insulated very well. It had like a window unit AC and it had a propane heater that would make you pass out in the corner. Yeah, because of all the, the best. Yeah, exactly. It had no real ventilation. Uh, it it had compressed air because it we had compressed air in the rest of the shop. Um, electricity two thirty. You know, I literally bought that car and the TIG welder almost at the same time. And uh, said, Okay, well let's build a roll cage. Um But even even around that time, the first when I bought that car, and when I say that car, I mean the Mark II sitting behind Jordan. Uh it came with a Mako paint job. I paid
0: Mark ii Golf uh,
2: GTI. Golf GTI. And I bought it from a guy in Manassas with a VR six in it. Oh, that's cool. It was cool. And uh, you know, at the time vw vortex was the forms and all that stuff they're like you know gotta make sure you get one with a with a vr6 right so that vr6 for those don't know it's a 2.8 liter um it came out of the carota slc uh passat glx and gti of the mark 3 generation and the jetta of the mark 3 generation and they were about 170 horse open diff five speed did one track day and blew it up immediately wow yep oil starve uh I would say probably I just overused it. Um, I would hit limiter every shift, and I didn't come off track for uh, probably six hours. I ran out of fuel, put fuel in it, went back out, and then it spun a bearing. Um, I didn't check the oil either. So very new to the whole thing. You know, learned a lot. But honestly, I brought the car home. I spent a year basically scraping the paint off of it, uh, learning the process of painting a car, uh, fixing some cosmetic things. Put a roll autopower, auto power like bolt in roll cage inside of it, painted the interior. Um,
0: and oh, that's a name I've not heard in a lot of power. Time.
1: Oh, if you, I mean, if you a want just like a real time. basic cage, like that's... they
0: still do them. Oh, yeah. I feel like the last time I read about auto power making roll cages was about 2009. I mean, they're not
1: great cages, <laughs> sure. but they are a cage that you can get, yeah,
0: yeah, and they fit like crap,
2: you know, because yeah. they're bolt in, so yep. you have to. Um, there's, there's still holes in the floor from the one that was in that car. <laughs> and of course I was a farmer. So like, what did I make the cage place out of? Like, Oh, you know, 316 steel. That seems reasonable. So just weld, you know, 15 pounds of steel in this thing to bolt down the roll bar. It's ballast, bro. Yeah. So at least it's was down below the center of gravity. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so yeah, after, after I blew that up, I was like, okay, you know, that's when I met the auto, uh, Justin at the autocross with the K20. I was like, well, that's definitely the future of the car. I did buy a 1.8 T and I moved that into the chassis, never got it wired up or running, sold it and then bought a K 20, which was sitting in Winchester, Virginia,
0: which is really easy to wire up and get running these days. It is even then. So this was
1: 2000.
2: Yeah. 12, 13. And I went to hybrid racing, bought a harness. Um,
1: Hybrid racing was around back then. I didn't realize they'd been around that long.
2: So the way the story went, the, the, Car had the K20 in it with the mounts in 2012, 2013. And then I just put it down. And then I had bought at that time a Mark V GTI. Um, and I autocrossed that and even did a couple track days with that. And four weeks before Hyperfest in 2016, I said, Well, I really want to go to Hyperfest. So I might as well go with that car. So ordered all the parts. And within a week, literally working from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m., then back to 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. In this garage that Justin had just built, he let me come in at night and work straight. Um, put a diff in the car, put the swap, finished like fuel and wiring, and you know all this other fun stuff, right? To get the car running, uh, literally in a week. Never had driven it. Took it right to VIR.
1: Like, Bold. how did that boom. go? <laughs> uh,
2: great. Thanks, Honda. God dang it! <laughs> no issues this is whatsoever. Not the <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all things considered, so I will say, um, drive shaft shop. Had made me the axles. Their CV boot they had used was kind of subpar on the ones that I ordered. Um, so we had At least issues. the axles
1: are cheap. Oh, wait.
2: Yeah, at that time, I thought they were expensive at $800, not knowing what they are today. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so we had CV boot failure. The, the, the first day on track, I do recall, you know, we ran around the pits a little bit and like, something, something is kind of odd. Like, this doesn't feel right. Uh, we put it on the dyno and realized very quickly it wasn't going into VTEC which apparently on those motors, after quick Google searches, Google search, you couldn't do, right? You're not supposed to run, you know, a Honda K20 without VTEX. It breaks rockers or I don't know. Not, there's no rockers in that. So I, I don't know what it does, but something guess, bad happens. I,
1: it like doesn't reroute the oil where it needs to go for the valve train or something.
2: I don't even want to pretend to remember what the answer <laughs> was. Okay. It was just like, don't rev it past 5,000 Oh, I bet it's PM. the
1: lost motion assembly, like can't. Can't take those speeds or something.
2: Yeah. So Justin brought his K20 Civic at the same event. So I was like in green group or whatever the first or second group there was, and he was in another one. So we would just literally download this K20A2 program. He had a K20Z3. The minor differences mattered when it comes to a tune we would just download his tune, put the ECU in his car, he would go do his session, he'd come back, we'd rip <laughs> ECU
1: incredible. out. Yeah,
2: I'd put the new tune on, download that, put it in this car, and eventually... That's just a,
0: a non-VTEC
2: version? No. Or, uh, no, they're just like just different two engines. generations apart. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so both of them make about the same horsepower and torque, but they there's enough subtle differences in the technology.
1: I'm sure they use different sensors with different... like Yeah, right, the big
2: know. one being the trans speed sensor, I think. Yep, you're exactly right. Um but long story short, so we were doing this flip-flop, flip-flop for, like, the first day, and it was just an annoying. So eventually I just said, look, just drive my car. It's all in there. And it put down 190 wheel on the dyno uh, and 145 foot-pounds of torque, something like that. For a stock K20? Stock K20 with a wow. tune downloaded off the internet. Um, the motor, when I got it, was actually fairly new. Uh, it came out of a wreck car that clearly, like, everything was... Basically new. It's very, very clean. Nothing like what you would find on Facebook nowadays where it's got you know three eighths of an inch of crime on everything. Um anyway.
0: and it's four thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, exactly. The the engines are not as expensive as you would think unless it's a TSX motor. The transmissions are Uh-oh. the expensive part. Yeah. A civic SI transmission with an LSD is like thirty five hundred dollars.
2: Which is incredible because you can get I would advise anybody looking to do this, buy Jordan. a five speed. Go to M-Factory, get a metal clutch plate diff for $1,000, and uh, dominate. It's the game changer when it comes to those K20s, to be Hmm. honest.
1: I feel like any front-wheel drive car just desperately needs an LSD to do anything.
2: Yeah, and a good, chattery, annoying clutch plate one at that. Not a helical.
1: Um, As soon as you lift a wheel, the helical just goes full open anyway.
2: Yeah, and even the clutch plate here is a one-way. I think, yeah, I think it's a one-way. I looked at the spec the other day after you and I were talking about this on your car, but it's, it's very aggressive. Um, you know, when you're driving around the pits, just to put it in perspective, it scratches the inside wheel. Like, it's like, and the whole car sounds like it's going to come Like apart. a drift like car they're, with They're always yeah.
1: partially engaged.
2: Yeah. And once it gets warm on track, you never notice it, but uh, it would be terrible as a daily drive. <laughs> People are, like, all the time, like, just put antique plates on it and go drive it. Like, no, sir. I <laughs> have no interest in that. Also,
1: there's a cage in it. like that,
2: that part, too. Yeah. Um so that was 2016. So from there, and I had had other cars if you guys remember the Miracor, had that oh, during yeah. the same yeah. time frame. Um we had two or three years of of lemons in the same time frame. So the kind of the way it worked and why there was such a delay between 2010 or 2012 and 2016 when I got it running, it was like we were playing with like three or four other projects at the same time. And then it was like, "Hey guys, let's stop with the team stuff and let's all individually get our cars running." which is how that car came to fruition. Um, it doesn't look anything like that now, but there are remnants like the cage. That's the first cage I ever built. Um, you can tell by how much nicer yours is than mine.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I'm equipped to judge niceness of a cage. Well,
2: the fitment, the fitment on yours is much better. I'll put it that way. But that it's was very nice. That, that cage there, you know, I bought 100 feet of tubing and uh, the TIG welder and learned to put a cage in a car and TIG weld it at the same time which was a good time. Um, so I got a lot of experiences out of the way with that car. It's, caught, it's taught me a tremendous amount because I'm, there's always like this whole subframe deal and hacking the chassis up and things like that. You know, we talked a little bit about the car around back. Um, it's kind of like shown me what's important in terms of modifying a car and what's not important, kind of like the Lemons car did. You know, you go to these Lemons races and you're like, yeah, I really don't need to spend all that much money on wheels. <laughs> but yeah. where I do need to spend yeah. my money is X, Y, or Z, right? Suspension sure. brakes or tires. Um, but it's a lot of fun at 190 wheel. It, it only does about 132 in the back straight of VIR. Um, it has run on some some spec Miata takeoffs, 212O uh, flat. Um, it was a couple grooving. of years ago.
1: That's that's good. It's uh, real good. Yeah, in Hoosiers. Yeah. So yeah. the
2: um, it was on a mix of again I, I buy all my Hoosiers forty dollars used but uh oh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh it was on a mix of a7s and sm7s so a7s up front sm7s in the back um it was a 11 inch brake, so I, it had some issues on that lap but it was a it was a good lap for me i'd run like a
1: roughly what size tire do you normally run on the on this thing
2: 205 or 225
1: is it really two? it's okay I'm,
2: yeah right. it's basically what you've got I yeah they are 205s on yeah, it. yeah so it was on these basically just a hoosier um but the car you know it it does rotate well, and I've got a, a fair bit of time behind the wheel of that one at VIR. Any other track, it struggles. I, I, struggle I got to learn the track and everything else. But um, I'm excited to see what the difference is after everything you see behind you.
1: It's going to be wild.
0: What's the uh, what's the weight approximately? Uh, 21.35. Yeah, 190 wheel at 21.35 is that's, without driver. It's like
1: driver. a solid 70 pounds lighter than that. And actually, that's probably heavier now because it's got the cage, in, the full cage in it. So that's real light. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, and it should be lighter now with the work done. Um, so it would have weighed with me in and in a little bit of fuel. I would say, you know, 2350. Yeah. Something like that. I
0: think that's about where the Miata is empty.
2: But if you put it this in, but I have put full everything. interior. Yeah, and if you put it into perspective of like a Honda Challenge car, I mean, they're running under, they're sub 210s with more weight and as much or a little bit more tire than me. So, so I'm what not are they really doing? that fast. Aero? No, double wishbone suspension. Well, that and they're just good drivers. Yeah, those Honda Challenge guys are no joke. Yeah, they're they're. They're not an hpd or like I am, right? I've done, like, one time attack thing, and that was Ultimate Track car, and that was just for fun, and I've placed like 26 out of 30 cars. I mean, it was, like, ridiculous, I mean, right? you've got
1: <laughs> Nine Lives racing out there with their LS Miata running, right. like, the fastest, the all-time Miata record at VIR, like... Let's put some
0: heavy air quotes around Miata. <laughs> it's a <laughs> Miata-shaped object. Yes. That is a far more accurate representation of what that car is these days. No shade on it. It's incredibly uh, capable, but it's it's shaped like it's, a Miata. It's a quote unquote Miata. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Still cool. Cool what they're doing. Very cool.
2: Yeah. Ultimate track car challenge to me is like the goal. If you're going to be a builder's person, that should be your goal if you like tracking, right? Like it's unfortunate they don't run VIR, at least they haven't, I don't think in the last two
1: years. Did they not do it at HyperFest anymore?
2: No, it's in, in, uh, in a NCM, National Corvette Museum, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a great track and I would love. I would love to be able to take the investment with this once it's done and go there. Um, The car that I think it was second or third fastest overall uh, just this last year was a K24 turbo civic uh, and he set that front wheel drive record. And uh, I'm not enough of a driver to say that I want to do that, but man,
0: i would love to give it a shot yeah especially with more power you know well yeah i mean a k24 turbo is probably making 300 oh. it was closer to six yeah <coughs> dude K20, oh, big turbos you, you, you
1: can power a k24 well over a thousand you
0: can yeah for like drag cars and stuff but i mean a reliable like lap after lap car still if, 600 if we're talking
1: time attack <sighs> cars the difference between a time attack dr- engine build and a drag engine build sure. is not that big of a difference yeah they, run for, uh, they have a warm-up lap, a flying lap, and a cool-down, and that's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of odd. Like, I want to have a lapper where I can go and play. And so after, you know, thinking about the second car, I'm like, maybe I just leave this one in A. I would love to put uh, my buddy uh, Kevin um, O'Neill. He's got a, a built K24, K20 Frankenstein motor that I think is probably 300-plus at the crank in A, uh, in a CRX. And he <laughs> that's <laughs> got to be so fun. And he's like... Yeah, I watched some videos of him like pulling on M6s or M4s down the back straight, just walking them down the power back to weight, straight, baby. 600 horsepower M4. Well, and, and just, just power.
0: Yeah. Just raw power in a tiny lightweight I, car. I can not yeah. imagine. I can't either.
2: So that might be the end all be all for motors. I, you have know, toyed with the idea of superchargers or turbochargers and going down that route, but
1: a little like centrifugal boy in there would be pretty cool.
2: I, you know, I want to price it out eventually. He's given me his build sheet and it's, you know, it's a big number. And so I want to do the, the same with like a supercharger and just leave the K20, leave the high revs. It's uh, the, the K20A2 is kind of the one that's sought after. So I don't really want to give that up. Is
1: that up. the TSX type S motor?
2: No, it's the RSX. That's type what I meant. S. Sorry.
1: R, yep. That's what I meant. TSX but it's is the, the K24.
2: 2002 to 2004, not the 5
0: to 6, which is the one Justin's got.
2: My dad had one
0: of those. Still
2: oh, yeah? misses that car. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he had an 03 rsx type s
2: from what i understand the rear suspension
0: design while terrible, better than yeah. that factory is still terrible yeah, by no, modern for, standards for track stuff i have heard that they are like not great and have yeah. a lot of high speed stability issues and stuff and it's almost impossible to tune it out of them my but,
1: understanding is like you you achieve the most desirable geometry and you just basically yeah, put, fix put and just lock it in place and that's what it is It's like a volkswagen yeah it's like a mark 4 or three or two Volkswagen. <laughs> I think ninth-gen Civics are the same way. They're just, you got to just find, oh, really? it, find it and lock it, and that's what it is. I thought what Volkswagen did was kind of
2: interesting, so I didn't know this until I was looking at these subframes for this car. The more modern, like, Mark Seven, you know, Jettas and Golfs have a completely different rear suspension than the GTI or GLIs. So, like, a GTI suspension, from what I understand, uh, is like that double wishbone thing that you see behind you, but a uh, like a typical jetta or something
1: much simpler i,
2: I probably like should live verify axle that or i don't know i could uh-huh. probably google it really quick just to it's, uh, check that's, yeah
1: that's yeah. interesting because the guy i got uh, it from, based on the same platform they allegedly? are yeah. they
2: are but the guy that i got this subframe from was that's trying cool. to put it in his base model jetta but had to drill a couple extra holes for the subframe to fit and said hey it's not worth all this extra effort so i bought it from him
1: oh huh. <laughs>
0: It's not worth Wild. the extra effort dr- <laughs> of drilling a couple holes. Meanwhile, Paul is over here, like, That's exactly what he literally like, back-halfing his <laughs> car with, Wait, a minute to, with <laughs> tubing and uh, putting it in a Mark III. Like,
1: literally the last time I was, well, the one of the most recent times I was here, it was up on the lift, and there was, like, just a void. The entire back half of the car <laughs> was a void.
0: Did you put, uh, did you weld just, like, some generic bracing in place, Paul? Like, some X bracing just to hold things in Measurement while you were mocking other like the permanent stuff up, or
2: uh, no, it was much simpler than that. So, ultimately,
0: you just took a tape measure and then wrote things down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, actually, just got the (laughs) I thought I was gonna use a plasma cutter a lot more than I was, but I actually just used a um a sawzall, sawzall. yeah, and uh buzzed it. And so, (laughs) exactly, I got a pack of blades over there, I bought them by the bulk, yep. Um, and they're all like nine inch, so I could really reach and cut things, but ultimately. I just used the rear hoop of where the car was and I took a three inch by four inch box of beam square tubing and welded that to the bottom. That, that's what actually stretches basically from, I'll say from left to right of the car, right? Yeah. So there's a large just square tubing that runs across the, underneath the main hoop. Like
0: basically I, where the floor pan yes. ends and it would go up over the yep. rear axle. And
2: yeah. then I cut out all the structure. Actually, I cut the structure out first, but long story short, that was kind of the datum point, if you will, of building the suspension back. So the trick with this is the distance between the center of the wheel and where the first pickup point is on the factory suspension is much, much greater than it was on the factory car, as you can imagine, like the factory Mark II. So the wheelbase here, and I don't know if you can see it, Steve, but it's actually been moved by about two and a half inches. Yeah,
0: no, it's, it's pretty clear, actually, from, from this angle where you can see the factory, uh, the rear wheel arch coming yep. forward and how much further rear where the the wheel is sitting
2: exactly and, and i need some stability and things like that anyways and i've of course could have made custom you know front uh, trailing arms for the rear suspension to shorten that up but, but I was a like, shorter
1: I, arm is going to have more geometry change over travel
2: that's a good point too and the other thing is i knew that this suspension like i wanted about a hundred inch wheelbase um and so what well we haven't talked about is the front, but the front is actually an Audi TTS front sub or front suspension.
0: It's not Mark II or anything. So, you know, I forgot that too. I mean, I do remember now that you had reworked a lot of it when you had the, um, that issue at VIR, which we can get to that story too.
2: Yeah. We can kind of connect how our <laughs> lives have now <laughs> gotten tied together a yeah. little bit because of the K20 swap and the discussion we had here and the experiences at, at VIR that last time you guys saw the car. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, long story short, I didn't want to lose the hundred-inch wheelbase concept, so I've got a plan on how to make it look better and not just look like a wheel is moved inside the wheel well, so to speak. And then the front's also been stretched forward just a little bit, which is harder to tell because I cut the flare off. And, yeah, but I uh,
0: see where the the front fender is sitting forward of the door, or is that I just think draped that's just on a there? Mis- misalignment? Yeah, oh, it's just okay. clamped on with one clamp. I gotcha.
2: I, I think part of the part of it is. We can go look at the control arms, but they're pointed forward. But then I have a tremendous amount of caster, which brings that the center line of that that front wheel backwards some, so it kind of balances a little bit. Anyway, it's been moved forward just a hair, and the and the rear's been moved back about two inches. Then, uh, anyway, so to get back to your story of like, how was it done? I literally just went in and cut it and put that box beam in. Cool. And then realized I just like,
0: didn't know if like the the unibody from there back, so like the surrounding area, right. the back of the car, and all needed to be braced. Or Ex- if there's enough structure, like, along the rear quarter to... So you know, like, bracing the skin, wall. like, the body Yeah, itself. pretty much. The, the unibody, yeah. like, rearward of that. Because when you cut all that structure out it of a unibody floppy. car, like, <laughs> everything in the back yes. gets floppy. The trunk won't fit anymore. Like. The answer is yes. Okay. So,
2: like, once I'd cut that, I was like, I could take my finger and push the rear of the unibody over, and it would yeah. just flex. Yeah. Like, with the windows out and everything, <laughs> it was like, whoa, this is crazy. So here, you'll see there's a large tube that runs... Like I call it the top of a basket, but it, it runs from
0: that main oh, hoop yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way around to the trunk, or all the way to the tailgate. It's basically a, another main hoop, but Laid down. horizontal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming off of the main hoop and looping all the way around the back of the car. Yeah, and then I built a subframe on top of the subframe, and
2: then stuffed everything underneath, kind of did some laser alignment on the center of the subframe, making sure everything's square, and making sure the, you it know, wasn't like pitched one degree off. So you just eyeballed it. Yeah, with... <laughs> With lasers. I'm within an eighth of an inch. With
0: my laser eyeballs.
2: Although, you know, I'm thinking about this in turn. I'm like, man, I actually have, you know, control arms now in the back. Unlike just a flexi, you know, torsion beam. So I can adjust all of this. So if it's wrong, I'm just going to crank the bolts another you know quarter turn in one direction i'll i'll true it up after the fact
0: yeah
1: I, so is adjustment little, is wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, if you're within yeah. an
0: eighth of an inch you can you can dial that all out when it comes to alignment yeah i figured that's tomorrow's paul's problem yeah <laughs> uh, so cool and we'll make sure to plug paul's youtube channel oh, where sure. you can actually get a visual of some of this stuff we're trying to describe on on how this car has evolved so yeah. let's let's back up to hyperfest then and talk about the front yeah this was uh,
2: HyperFest last year? No, two years ago. Yep, two years ago. 2022,
1: right? Yep, that would be two HyperFests ago, yeah.
0: Jordan and I okay. were campaigning to get our friend Nick, shout out to Nick Wagner, hi buddy, Um, in a car, in the passenger seat of a car, to go around VIR. Because he'd never been on track although before. Although he's been there many times, he'd never been around the track. And uh, Paul was one of the few people driving that weekend who hopefully had an open seat. That we knew. Yeah. And so we managed to uh, sneak Nick into the car for what, that last session of the weekend? It was close Or to maybe you. there was one more. It was, was, it was more. Sunday. I don't yeah. remember it was late. How many sessions were It was were left. Sunday afternoon, yeah. for sure. And you guys go out. Yep. And then the session gets red flagged. <laughs> and then we're waiting over at Paul's pit space and he is not back yet. Yeah, and then we're waiting five more minutes, and he's still not back yet. Where were you, Paul?
2: Yeah, so this is the catalyst as to why it has Audi front and not Mark 3 VR6 stuff in the front. So, you know, if I were to back it up, uh, eighteen months before that, I kept having failing wheel bearings, and that was driving me insane. So then I was like, okay, finally, we're was got done fighting that. Thought I had a solution. The wheel bearing did not fail here, but I was putting them in, them in almost every track day. Oh my um, god. It was bad. It was really bad. I mean, I got good at swapping them, you know. Are they pressing? The s- Yeah. I just have a kit that I carry in the trailer and a bunch of spares and just knock them out and knock them in. <clears throat> it's pain.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, long story short, since I had that failure, I was already thinking about, okay, how can I make this better? And fix all these issues, and then when we took Nick outs which I'd been given rides all weekend, but I will say the car was in a little bit different state than it was the Hyperfest before that, which is when I did the UTCC and when I did the two the two twelve o. So it had been running about two thirteen all weekend, and uh, with a passenger, I didn't feel that it was too bad. But the major difference was it had a lot more error. So I had a nine lives wing off of a C five Corvette. And then I had made the largest front splitter that I could with ramps and ductwork work underneath to get more downforce. And the car weighed a little bit more, but I was pulling significantly more Gs in the turns than I was even at UTCC. Now, my straight line speed had dropped. I wasn't getting past 130 compared to where I was at closer to 135. So I saw a couple miles an hour off that. But you could tell wheel bearings were failing faster. Things were heating up faster. Um, and ultimately, what happened, and that was the first failure, and one preceded this just after this event, actually at autocross. Um, That was the failure where the control arm snapped, the Heim joint on the lower side. So, basically, if anybody knows VIR, go down front straight, Um heavy braking. It's about a thirty-five, forty mile hour, You know, right hand turn, downshift, 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 turn in, back on power. NASCAR bend, the famous one where all the the reason it's called NASCARs because all the NASCAR cars wreck there. I think at the first nascar race or something like that i don't know there's some history about wrecking specifically nascars at nascar
1: it's it's the left turn that has the crazy amount of pavement outside of the curb where you can take it really wide
2: yep and it's 74 miles an hour through there and uh hit the brakes and went to turn in as soon as i turned in right um heard a gunshot (laughs) and we went straight straight off um luckily the car wheel had caught the um i would say the inside of the quarter panel so to speak and that was breaking the wheel and of course i was on the brake for the other three and so it just scrubbed into the grass and then limped around and so because it's a mcpherson setup there was two lower links the rearward one was the one that broke so i was able to kind of uh you know drive and i could turn if i recall i could turn left but not right and so when i got to a right turn i would back up left like so what was that? Was it Zoolander, where he like could only make left turns, but he, he has to make a two hundred seventy degree left hand turn to make one right turn? That was me on track, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure so out how to get back around, back out, and so it hobbled itself back, and we put it away for the weekend, and then fixed it, and then it broke the next autocross with someone else driving it. So I saw it in saw the it same, in front of me. the same
0: place, same place on Blower the other controller. side. Yeah. Yeah, I've oh, got the geez. controllers upstairs. upstairs. Sh- yeah, so these cracking. were tubular control arms that you had fabricated. No, these, oh, okay. these were
2: ones where I had, like, I'm just going to save the time,
1: not going to make buy my own, and I'm going to buy them.
2: Mm. And it was a, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mention the company, but you could tell just by looking at the design, It, it I should have known better.
1: And obviously, not, like, not you're pushing way beyond design envelope yeah. for this chassis. It was
2: 1.4 G's around left hook. Wow. Damn. Yeah, so... I don't think NASCAR was quite that high, but just to put it into perspective a little bit, even on a 205, that was a spec me out of takeoff 205. It was a yeah. two, 1.4 G. Um, the scary one, you know, I'm thinking like where else could have f- failed and turn really 10. messed us oh, yeah.
1: up? Uh,
2: yeah, that's where I wrecked the car actually was turn 10 a couple years before, but that is not a high grip. It that's have... just, the grip goes away, mm-hmm. so you yeah. never can get a lot of Gs around turn 10, but you think about hog pen, right? Oh, yeah. It's like incredibly... Incredibly yeah. grippy through there because you go down that little gully and then you obviously have the compression just of your momentum. It could have, yeah, it middle, been middle of
0: roller coaster or left hook. Honestly, the wall is even closer if but made you're going it, like 40.
2: That's the nice part. Yeah, I guess that's true. And left hook is one of those you break and then you lift to get the car to rotate. Yeah, and then you what, get back on power.
1: What turn number is left hook? Is that four? It's okay. the yeah. one right after. Oh, so the yeah. slowest turn on the track.
0: Uh, that's yeah. Oak Tree, but. Eh.
1: Oak tree's forty five? Yeah, forty yeah, so, five, forty seven, something. Uh, they're yeah. they're around the same.
0: I don't know. It's just the proximity of the wall, I figure. Oh, yeah, if there's just no if it there. broke and basically straight lined on you, that you're closer like the, the saving grace Good about point. three is that you have curbing, paved runoff, dirt and then grass all the way down to the fence where True. the tire wall is. So at least you had distance for the car to, to yep. scrub away the speed, though you were going faster. So.
2: It, and I'm confident you know, Nick would have seen the tires if it was in the morning and it was dew on the ground or anything oh, like yes, that. And sure. this was late in the afternoon, like yeah, you guys yeah, were mentioning. It wouldn't have slowed down at all. <laughs> no, so. it, don't you hate that when you hit the grass, you speed up, you're just like, I don't understand. I, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's
0: nothing you can do no. either. It's like no amount of inputs. You can turn the wheel, you can hit the brakes, You can, it doesn't matter. you yeah. grab
1: the harness and Pray. when
0: it's slick out there yep. you just hope the car is pointed in a direction where it can slow down for a while uh, i'll sh- in that light i'll share my turn 10 wreck um so climbing
2: s's you know it was this car's second or third event something like that um kind of the same thing pass somebody on the bridge straight felt really good first session of the m- sunday morning as it is uh overshoot the top of the s's so i'm on the far 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 right of the turn so you're doing, what, 100 to 105, maybe yeah, 110. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're far right of the turn instead of being on the left side. I could not get the car to the left no matter what I did. So I just had to turn in. So when I turned in, the inside of turn 10 gets rutted out, as you guys have probably seen many, many times. It used to be really bad. It was probably a four or four-and-a-half-inch drop. So the driver's side went off that and then immediately hit the, the – let me get this right. The driver's side rear hit the curb. Uh, wrote spun it backwards down the hill, and I was like, okay, well, thankfully I'm going There's backwards down, down, down the hill. There hit, really. There's nothing down the hill. Yeah, exactly. And then it went across the track, and then got on the grass on the tire wall on side, the left side. And yeah. so I'm just sitting there, like, oh, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. Looking in my rearview mirror, as the wall is getting closer, 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 and then of course, as soon as it snagged it, it sucked me you into know, that tire wall, and <sighs> you know,
0: it banged up this side of the car and all that kind of fun stuff. But that grass just couldn't. <laughs> there was nothing i could have done yeah i I have been off in that exact same spot on the left to the left of the track there at 10 and i was it was the last session of the day and the grass was dry and Uh that was absolutely the saving grace yeah because i went backwards down that hill at about a 45 in the grass but as soon as it so it uh the back end just went around on me i was just just carrying more speed through there i turned it in it got light and uh i counter steered as quick as i could it turned around and was facing backwards at about a 45-degree angle, pointing back up the hill, and it just slowly came across the track off into the grass, and as soon as it got into the grass, it stopped going either toward the wall or toward the track. Okay, It just took a straight line and Uh, rode at that 45-degree backwards angle all the way down the hill. And I was looking over my right shoulder at the tire right. wall, yes. and uh, as soon as I could tell I wasn't going any closer to the wall, my primary concern was just don't go back out onto yeah, the track yeah. and have somebody come down the hill and take me out. And thankfully, yeah, that was my very first track day at BIR. No too. kidding. That was
1: at the Porsche right. Club, right?
0: Um, or- that was, yeah, Euro Euroclassics uh, track day.
2: And now when you feel nervous around turn 10, I'm sure you do the same I do. You just go
0: straight off on the right side and just say, it's fine. I mean, I haven't, but I've told myself that if I'm going off, that's the way. Yeah, just just go to the right. I hear it's bumpy, but there's nothing to hit.
1: If a radical can make it, so can we. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think the thing about going off on the right, I'll say just to finish up turn 10 at VIR, is when you go off on the right just go all the way off. Don't try to save it and go one tire just off the edge because it, yeah. it's rutted out nope. again and you'll have that same issue that I had on the inside. Yeah. The yeah, same outside. thing as
1: the last turn at Summit Point where yep. it's like turn if you, if you te- yep. get into the grass there, just drive through the grass. Exactly. And I have done yourself.
0: that. I have done it. And I've done it after telling myself that is what you do. The second I could tell I wasn't going to make it like it was going to track out too wide, I actually, if you watch the in car from my GoPro on the roll bar, I pointed to the left slightly. Mm. because the back end was starting to come and it was starting to head back right and the pit wall's over there. And it's the same deal. It's just like, nope, point it down the grass, drive it through the grass, and slowly re-enter the track. And that's, if I ever go off on the right at at turn 10 at VIR, I will just tell myself, commit to the grass, drive the car straight, and sort it out once you're down there.
2: Do, do you guys watch youtube videos of track day crashes at the track you're going to just before the track day absolutely no. not no what way. Absolutely
0: no i best. i do it after no you gotta do it before <laughs> did you get the butterflies going oh no oh, i love it no i do not i, have, don't an, I have
1: enough anxiety as it is i don't need that in my life
0: <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't talk about anxiety if you watch jordan's jordan's in-car videos of him literally every time coming through 11 and 12 at road atlanta he is literally screaming out loud screaming inside and the car. cursing
1: in the car just like fuck <laughs> oh Oh, man uh, i want to go i so do all I, I could think of was like that left front wheel bearing she better hold on yeah <laughs> yeah
0: because yeah, you've had those problems mine is uh mine is never about the car mechanically it's about whether i've set the car up to make the turn like yeah. that's that's my nervousness is just like did have i set it up right am i turning in at the right place or did I turn in late and it's gonna spit me out wide? Because that's the times that I've gone off. Typically, it seems to be, that's uh, what happens. It
1: wants to spin on you like right mid corner when you're transitioning from trail braking back to throttle. Is right when it seems to wanna. Snap My car, on. yeah, yours. The
0: times that it has, yeah, yeah. I uh, actually in in recent years, and I don't mean to derail too much, but um, now that I've changed some suspension setup stuff, it's way better about not doing that.
2: I was gonna say good shock control should release that a lot slower yeah
0: and i had too much sway bar in the back and mm. I, there were a couple of things that have improved now that yeah. it's way less um, twitchy about the back end doing that
2: and, and just so i'm aware of the fortune 510s are they rebound
1: control only it is, but it's there's just, a lot of they, uh, they, it, it adjusts both together. Oh, correct. Okay, so
2: correct, it's compression just a, rebound.
0: It's a minimal or it's a more minimal change to the compression curve and a a bigger change to the rebound curve. Fantastic. But they do change together. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's way way it's way Single the adjustable, but it changes both. Yeah.
1: yeah, the five the five tens are the gospel truth. I love them so much. Yeah, yeah. and we'll get into my. Yeah, you have some some updates. Where i Yeah,
0: I do. I do. We'll get into that later. All right, Paul. Where can humans find you on the internet? Uh, my last name WP. So inskipwp at
2: uh, Instagram on Instagram, or just search my name on YouTube. I, I don't have any clever.
0: Two ends, right? I nope. N N S. No, one end. No, one So it's
1: inskip. In
0: it's inskip if you read it, and inskip if
2: you pronounce it. So we'll I've been we'll
1: saying it wrong this whole time. Huh. Yeah, I don't
0: know
2: why it's like spelled a that way. Way. Skip. it sounds that way. But uh, yeah, there's some stuff out there, some cool stuff. So, yeah, you guys definitely want to check along, out the YouTube forward. channel. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, uh, very cool stuff. I have some customer projects. guys guy's coming here now to throw a cat back exhaust on his Velocitor, uh, his uh, launcher in
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks.
0: It's going to be sweet. So, cool. if you guys need anything done out there, hit me up. I have a lift in my garage, but when it comes to fab work, there you go. That's the fun part. Yeah. yeah. Don't make me do great jobs. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I won't. If
1: there's yeah. not a welder involved, I don't want to do yeah, exactly. it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if I don't go home smelling
0: like smoke, it's cool. not, not for me. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> where where yeah, can
1: people it. find use to you, Steve?
0: Uh, as ever, I am at I am Understeer, or you can go to our website, baronbackfire.com, and click on our sponsor. It's got some nice purple hearts next to it. I'll take you right to me. What uh, about you, Jordan?
1: I'm at the daily downshift on Instagram and YouTube. And I have a blog. It's the daily downshift at blogs or dot blogspot.com. That's where you can find all the like detailed build stuff. Um, That's about it.
0: I believe that's correct. Let's, uh, let's load this Corolla up and get out of here.
1: Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Thanks.